Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I do want to chat about this story um, you heard in the news there a few moments ago as well today. This government approved fully funded scheme to repair up to about 100,000 homes with building defects around the country. Many of this building work has already been completed or it's maybe underway at the moment on apartments that are covered by the scheme. The cost is expected to be around 2.5 uh, billion euro. Um Andrew was with us on the line today because, Andrew, we talked to you about this very issue just last November. You had issues with uh, the balcony and fire safety in your apartment. So how do you feel having heard this news about the scheme today? Yeah, look, it's, uh, initially it's a great relief. Um, I think not just for myself, but for everybody that's been dealing with this for over two years, probably, um, and more. So, yeah, initially it's a huge sense of relief. Um, we obviously need to see the kind of finer details of how it's going to be implemented and and that kind of thing. But initially, yeah, it's a, it's a nice feeling. I mean, just over the last two years, and for people who maybe didn't hear you talk to us back in November, Andrew, you, you might just remind listeners of, I suppose, some of the issues that you were facing. Yeah, so we basically were informed most people had bought their places without any real knowledge of this at all. Um, and we are told that there was issues structurally, either with balconies, there may be fire defect issues, um, and a number of other kind of water ingress and and other potential problems that were essentially self-certified by building companies um, when they made developments. And we were the ones that were being told that we were going to have to put the bill. Um, so it caused huge amount of stress obviously and anxiety to everyone we had very little information um and i had to really try and go out and get that um ourselves much to the difficulty that we faced um so i just also wanted to mention great help from paul murphy on O'Brien, and obviously the construction defects alliance have done a huge amount of work over the past few years as well Okay. Can I just ask you about when you were told, um, you know, that you you were going to have to foot the bill, could you give us any indication, Andrew, you know, about the kind of figures that you were looking at? Yeah, so we were initially told the balcony replacement could cost about €21,000 and the fire safety could cost anywhere from an additional 20000 to €40,000, depending on, on the damage or the extent. And then kind of other potential costs. So we were looking at somewhere in the region of sixty to eighty thousand euro potentially. Just it's anywhere between sixty to eighty thousand euro. I'm just trying to get my head around this, Andrew. Sixty to eighty thousand euro. Um, on top. Were you a first time buyer? First time buyer. Property, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just thinking. You know, the save and I'm sure I know all that goes on with it. And you get the place and you're in there. And how long were you in there? All this. Uh, so we bought in July and we were told in November of 2020. So on top so of the mortgage and the repayments. Um, saving up for a deposit and everything yeah, else. Yeah. Y- you now had another 60 to 80,000 on top of that to look yeah. at to pay. So uh, yeah, so the stress of that, I'm sure, you know, really took its toll. Yeah, like it was, it was hard for us. It was something that should have been a huge landmark in myself and my wife's life. And... Um, yeah, it was tainted, to say the least, 
but we had a number of neighbours that were kind of maybe elderly or had children and trying to plan for their futures. I, I, I couldn't really do anything or didn't know what to do. So there's definitely a bit more clarity now after the announcement today. Mm, okay. Is there a little bit of a sigh of relief now and the fact that you know this is going to be 100% fully funded? Yeah, it is. It's great. Um, look, I think we have to be slightly cautious as well just with past experiences over the, the last couple of years that we are kind of keen to see how it's going to be implemented. I know Sarah O'Brien mentioned that it would take a number of months just to go through legislation and all that, which is completely understandable but really to see if there's some kind of stop gaps because as you mentioned at the start yourself that there are some places that have already started to do work mm. the nature of the fire safety and the implications on the insurance on uh, estates and stuff I think there has to be something that's put in place in the short term as well. Okay. Stay with us, Andrew. Um, Pat Montague, who's the spokesperson for the Construction Defects Alliance Group, is is on the line as well today. Pat, are you optimistic? Happy with the announcement? Well, we we certainly welcome uh, the announcement. It's a very significant and welcome step forward. But I think as Andrew has already indicated to you, there's a lot of work to be done, um, a lot of detail to be worked out. And uh, so, but the way I'd put it is, you know, we appear to be on the road to a solution, uh, but there is a lot of work to be done. And reality is, it's, you know, there's certainly going to be another year or so before the scheme is in place. But government is talking about funding some interim measures mm. to help people in the meantime. Again, we don't have a timeline on that, but, you know, uh, I would expect that during this year there would be support for stuff I th- like upgrading I think the mi- Yeah, I think the minister said that he would expect some payments to be made this year, but more next year really as the scheme is... Is, uh, is stood up as the line or the, the quote that I thought I heard earlier about it? I think that's rather optimistic, to be frank, okay, because okay. the legislation has to be put in place. So, I mean, my the, the only sort of payments I could see possibly being made this year would be uh, what, what are referred to as emergency grants. And I do know there is a budget line there in place because we asked first uh, last year for a number of measures. So, look, let's see what happens. What I don't want to do is because, uh, you know, is to put people in a position, give them unrealistic expectations, because the worst possible thing is for people to expect something and for not to happen, because, you know, people have had a lot of disappointments uh, and worries, and I don't want anyone to add to that. So, so, I mean, it is a big development. It's a very significant one, but... But, you know, an awful lot of work to be done yet. Okay. Just just uh, before I bring in, I have another um, homeowner, I think, who's who will be part of this scheme, Pat, on the line as well. Look, 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us. But um, in terms of actually carrying out the work, do we know who's going to do that, Pat? Well, I think, the, the again, the detail to be worked out. The, 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 the way I think they're looking at doing this is providing the funding to owners management companies. So owners management companies uh, are the uh, bodies that have the legal responsibility 
for health and safety of people living in apartment developments. So they are going to be funded because there's no point giving the money to individual owners. Why? Because they can only do their own place. Mm. And for people to be safe, the whole buildings, whole building has to be done. Because even if 90% of the safety works are done, you're 100% unsafe. So it all has to be done, and that has been recognised by government. Okay. So they're talking about providing money to owners' management companies, and then that they would get support from the housing agency. We're saying that uh, given that owners' management companies, that you, the boards, uh, the directors, are people who are volunteers, they don't have the expertise and the experience of construction project management. So they're going to need hands-on support. Absolutely. From the it's a huge undertaking, the yeah. To, to, to be able to um, to, to do that. And, and you're, you're right about that, Pat, like the support that would be needed for, I'm just trying to think of, you know, a lot of us will be aware of the management companies and apartment complexes. And, you know, it can be a, a complex... Um, it can be a sort of a, a, a difficult area to get your head around. Stay with us, Pat and Andrew, if you don't mind. Sam is on the line as well. Sam, your property, I believe, is also affected. Yeah, our property in Park West is affected. And it was good news to get there today. But unfortunately, we're still not jumping up and down. Because in our situation, uh, we still have the fire officer pushing for us to carry out work. And as Pat just said there, this mightn't come into place for 12 months, which is no good to us. And... The other thing that we have is our insurance was up on the 31st of December and our insurance company gave us a month's grace till the end of January, which is about 10 days away. We tried to get other quotes and most of the other Irish companies won't quote us. They told us go to the English market. On going to the English market, we were quoted somewhere in the region between 150,000 to 200,000 and it would have a 10 million uh, access uh, re, uh, access on the insurance policy. So we'd have insurance but not have insurance. So that's mm. where we are in 10 days' time. We're really in trouble. Have you other um, similar stories like that, Pat, coming to you from residents? Yes, we do. Uh, I mean, insurance is a massive issue uh, and there is big pressure coming on people uh, to basically do the works now um, or else they're without insurance cover. And we do know of a number of developments that have no insurance cover, which means, bearing in mind that these uh, apartments are have fire safety defects, uh, so therefore fires may be more common. If there is a fire, they're on their own in terms of covering the costs of any damage done. So it is a problem. The government has met at our request with the insurance sector. And I know this is before Christmas, but now that government has made the decisions about the scheme, I know that they will be meeting with the insurance sector shortly with a view to, I suppose, briefing them about what their plans are and to get the insurance sector on board. But, look, there are lots of those types of, of, for want of a better word, cliff-edge situations like Sam's in where where people are in very, very difficult Mm. situations. And this is why government are talking about putting in place a series of emergency grants to help people in that situation. So we are looking, I did ask this morning at the briefing we had with, with, with Department of Housing officials for more detail on that as to when, what would be the in, in the interim measures and when they would kick in. 
Uh, and I suppose the, 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 there's still more work to be done, to be done on that. On yes. that. Okay. I w- would be hopeful of getting more information in the next few weeks. Yeah, all of that. We, we, um, we, we, I'm sure there'll be plenty more analysis of the scheme as there's more details announced throughout the course of the day as well. But just interesting to get, I suppose, that initial reaction from the likes of Sam and Andrew, uh, two homeowners both affected by this. Listen, thank you for getting in touch with us, sharing your story with us here on Lunchtime Live. And also there, Pat Montague, spokesperson uh, with the Construction Defects Alliance. This texter says, while I do feel for the people who have these issues with their apartments and their homes, I don't see why either the builders or their insurance companies don't have to foot the bill. My house is subsiding and my insurance company is fighting over reliability for almost the last three years. Seven repairs are going to cost in the region of 80 grand. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Now, a little earlier here on Lunchtime Live, we were talking about this new government-approved, fully funded scheme to repair up to about 100,000 homes or apartments with building defects. We heard some personal stories from people who have been affected by this just a few minutes ago. Lara is with us on the line. Lara, why did you get in touch about this? Hi, um, how are you? I just wanted to talk to him um, just about a kind of a, another associated issue. So I'm in a smaller development in Dublin 8. Um, and we're probably one of the ones with the lesser amount of problems. Um, but the Fire Brigade uh, closed our underground car park just before Christmas um, because they deemed it unsafe due to the issues that need to be repaired. So um, living in Dublin 8 now, there's nowhere to park for us. Um, it's all paid parking around our area. Um, and you can only park and pay for three hours before you have to move your car um, and I'm someone I need my car for work or I'll mm. do buses across the city in about an hour and a half. Um, and I've been clamped about three times in the past six weeks. Right. Um, at 125 a clamp. A pop, I know. Yeah, and it's just, and you know, you could go out going to work in the morning and you might have forgot to pay for that morning because it starts at seven. Because um, you have to constantly remember. <laughs> um but sure, it's not feasible. Like, it's not feasible, it's not Lara, feasible, having no, you and no. residents to move the car every three hours. Yeah, and we paid. You know, when I bought my apartment, I paid ten thousand for a car parking space because I'm someone who uses my car a lot, mm. and particularly for work. Um, Dublin City Council won't give us parking permits for the Why? area. They're saying they're they're too subscribed, as in that they've handed out the sufficient number for the area. Um, but yeah, it's lots of little side streets that are empty during the day. And then in the evening, we're all battling for spaces. Mm. Um, yeah, but so, fair, fair enough if that's the justification, there are too many subscribed, but this isn't your problem. Well, exactly, yeah. And not only that, but, you know, the campers wouldn't have been very frequently in our area. Um, but now suddenly they're there every couple of weeks because they get six or seven cars at a time. <laughs> um, and it's us from our apartment who literally have mm. nowhere else. You know, people have been selling their cars, you know, parking them in friends' houses and just stopping using them. Um, like it so affects our lives even more than having to sell out the big amount of money that we've been having to, to pay out. Are you are you included in this scheme, Lara? It's been announced today. Well, I today. hope so. I'm an owner um, and so far I've paid out 6000 Um That's just in one year. Um, so I'm hoping and presuming I am. Um, I'm a little bit worried in that we're a smaller development. We are so far paying for the work to be done even though they haven't really started 
Mm. Um, and I think the focus will be on the bigger buildings where if there was a fire or something, it would be, you know, I mean, it's going to be disastrous if it happens in our building, but a much bigger um, blocks of apartments, it's going to be a much bigger deal, okay. much more lives are at stake. Um, and I think the focus will be on those people and getting the works done in those buildings. Well, I would have thought it was it was all, but I suppose yeah, you're waiting well, you for clarity. Yeah, to yeah, to, and I to think there'll be a rollout, and certain people will to be find that out. Before others, yeah. Um, but I'm sure this is a. I mean, even aside from the, you know, the the defective issue, like you know, I'm sure like Andrew and Sam that spoke to us earlier, like you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you go through the whole thing of saving the deposit and first yeah. time buyer, and you get into the place, and you've personally um, spent money on yeah. some of this improvement <laughs> work. Like it's not like it's a new kitchen or something. I mean, this is actual well, exactly, fire safety. Kind of stuff. Unseen stuff yeah, that you, you know. But I actually before pandemic I was moving to Wicklow um, and selling and I had a high spot and I only discovered the issues when a fire search wouldn't be released to the buyer because the issues had started to be discovered and the fire brigade had been in. So you know I was wanting to move on with my life three years ago and, and move out of Dublin with this. and I can't yeah. yeah and I'm kind of and I'm one of the lucky ones I'm a single person in a one bedroom apartment I'm very happy where I am and I'm just wanting to move out of Dublin but like there are people with three kids in two bedroom apartments you can't go anywhere in my building um, and you know I need to move for yeah. reasons other but, I mean, than you'd imagine to. that given that this decision regarding the car park was to do with the um, you know a fire safety issue you'd imagine or to do with the, um, the fire fire brigade and fire brigade you'd imagine the council would be able to work out something given that it's that's the uh, the rationale for it um, let me bring in Barbara as well Lara Barbara's on the line Barbara's actually from the uh, the North Mayo Pyrite group Barbara you've been listening to the details so far of this fully funded scheme to repair homes with building defects is it a bit of a blow for those impacted by Pyrite and Micah? Hi Andrea well, it's, it is actually 100% yes definitely but the, uh, the government's version of 100% um, they say ours is 100% but it's not so there are two variations actuality of 100% and the government's view of 100% in my view. Well, you're 100%. And well, your situation with the mic is then, it's, it's what is it? It's 90% of about 240 odd thousand, isn't it? Isn't yeah, that? well, it works out about 80%, not 90%, really. Do you know what I mean, Andrea? So, like, um, anybody that is in the scheme, we know that it's not 100%. And I, I would like to think it was 100% because that would take the pressure off an awful lot of us. What's your view on this announcement today? Well, we're in support of anybody that would get 100%. And, but we would like 100% ourselves. For your well. own scheme. We're, for our own scheme, which is, it isn't. Like SEA, I are not accepting applications uh, from defective block homes. They'll, we have to build our homes and then we can retrofit it with upgrades and everything later on, but that's doing it twice. Why? Do you know what I mean? That's crazy. Potentially, like, we're building, anybody that will be building will be building on unfit foundations, potentially unfit foundations, because we're not testing. They're not allowing us to test for foundations. So it's all it's all still crazy. We we still have no date for 
regulations when that is supposed to come into operations. We have no timeline for the Anaheim scheme. It's been pushed back the whole time, causing um, more mental health problems and stress, trauma to all of us families that have been waiting for years and years and mm. being told this is going to happen. Okay. Yes, it is. Well, and then they keep pushing it back out. The, I think the government, I think that announcement from, wasn't it last summer, was a 100% grant subject to the overall max grant of 420,000 uh, per dwelling from according to their, their website. Um, listen, Barbara, thank you for, for getting in touch with us today on the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.